morning, everybody. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Look at us here on the second day of March 2021. My name is Nick. There's Big J. What do you know? What do you say, Big J? Yeah. That's what I say. Oh, okay. There's a lot of questions all at once. It's early. Uh, it is early. It's a little bit after 6 o'clock. But you should have something to know and say at this point in the morning. I know that my wife is determined to take that tree down by herself. This is a follow-up to yesterday's conversation. Uh, you did send me a picture yesterday of the tree. Uh, I did concur with your assessment that it probably should have some sort of professional to it because it, it's taller than you made it sound yesterday. Yeah, it was yeah. my original uh, thought, and and it's you're right. It's right by your fence, and I don't know how you're going. I mean, you can't take that whole thing down. I mean, I, mean, I guess you could. I don't know what the rest of your backyard looks like, though. However, if you were to pull it towards you, would it do any sort of damage? I, I mean, I think it would still hit the other side of the fence. You know, our fence on the uh, on the, the other side. side. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, but here's the thing: the family got together last night. We had dinner. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, I was bringing up my concerns on this, and we all voted her off the island. She did not like that. Oh, okay. She did not like that. She got upset, thought that we were not supporting her. And I'm like, listen. And the neighbor right, you know, behind us just replaced their roof. Yeah. You know, and it's like, come on, we can have somebody do this. You know, we don't we don't have to do this ourselves. Uh, it's a and, lot of work. And it sounds like, I mean, there's one thing I know about uh, the missus is that when there's something in her mind that she wants done, it, it needs to be done like in the next three to five days. Yes. she. And here's the thing. She is a hard charger, man. She gets bleep done. Right. There's no doubt about it. But sometimes some stuff don't need to be done like that. So we'll see. I mean, I just... Uh, now, I know you're not a gambling man, but if you had to bet, how does this thing come oh, to fruition? Oh, we've all lost. We've all lost. Like, there's a hurricane, a storm, and her name is, is my wife, Kylie. And so, uh, yeah, I mean... Despite being voted off, despite being uh, majority rules in the Big J household, you do believe at some point she's going to do this herself. Yeah, and so, I mean, we're going to have to... I'm going to have to be there to help, and that's what I didn't want to do. Right, because you hate helping. Well, no, I don't, it's not that I don't hate helping. It's a lot of freaking work. A lot of work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're then right. the last time I dealt with a goddamn tree in our backyard, I couldn't move for six weeks because I was injured. <laughs> I'm not laughing at that, of course. I just. But it's the truth. I know. That's why I'm like, I don't. I have a job. I make a good, decent living. I can pay professionals come do this <laughs> oh god uh it must be fun at the big j house these days uh today on the show it's pretty good life. we have ourselves a chance for you to enjoy some prizes from us we're gonna play a round of streaming dumbass over the course of the program today and have all sorts of fun but first we're gonna play some music for you music like alice in chains man in the box kicking off the old morning after with nikki big j today here on the x rocks on the morning after with Nick and Big J. All right. Important stuff is brought to you by the Advocates. If you've been injured due to another person's negligence, the Advocates are here for you. Call 208-471-4444 or chat with an attorney online 24-7 at advocateslaw.com. You deserve an advocate. If you have noticed, maybe as you were driving down the street or maybe you've had to fill up in the last calendar week, uh, things have gone up. In the last week, we were talking uh, right around this time last week about how the state of Idaho has been nice 
uh, as far as gas prices go. It hasn't really caught up to the rest of the country. Well, that changed in about seven days, Big J. Uh, Surging gas prices have certainly hit here in the Treasure Valley. The average price of regular gas is up about 10 cents. And some drivers are paying up to 18 cents more than a week ago here in the Treasure Valley. For the first time in nearly a year, Idaho gas prices are now as expensive as they were a year ago. Today, regular gas costs about $2.60 per gallon here in the Gem State, which is 15 cents more than a month ago and 7 cents more than a year ago. U.S. average is still $2.72. That's 30 cents more than a month ago and 28 cents more than a year ago. Idaho prices still at 12 cents cheaper than the national average, but, you know, crude, crude oil prices are rising, and then uh, there's lower refinery production as well, and so that has led to higher prices across the country, and finally, it's starting to catch up around here, so don't be surprised if those numbers continue to go north as we continue to go deeper into the month. They expect it will do exactly that. So, uh, you know, as things start to open up more, again, it's a supply and demand thing, uh, especially with low output coming. And that kind of stuff, it's going to be more expensive for you to get that gas. So uh, you could be seeing $3 gas again soon. It's been a while, Big J. Yay! Hooray to everything. Well, J.J. Watt made it official. Uh, the day after a bunch of sources say he was choosing between the Packers, the Bills, and the Cleveland Browns, J.J. Watt went to Twitter yesterday and announced that he agreed to a two-year deal with the Arizona Cardinals. The 31-year-old defensive end broke the news himself uh, by tweeting a photo of himself wearing a Cardinals shirt while working out. Just saying, quote, source, me. Uh, the deal, according to ESPN, is two years worth $31 million. Watt, of course, spent all 10 years of his career with the Houston Texans, who granted his request uh, to be released just a couple of weeks ago. And now he's got a new team, the Arizona Cardinals. And uh, I was asked several times by several fans, and they, like, apologized to me uh, about not going to the Packers. And listen, man, uh, I am perfectly okay with this. I, I love J.J. Watt as a human being. He's a Wisconsin Badger. I, I am a forever a fan of everything that that guy does. But, you know, I, I am also a, a fairly a realistic person, or at least I like to think I am. And as of right now, the Green Bay Packers are over the salary cap, whatever it's supposed to be. Oh, yeah. And so they have to make some cuts before they can sign anybody. And, and no offense to J.J. Watt, but the man's going to be 32 years old in a couple of weeks. And he, he hasn't been able to stay healthy the last couple of years. And he wants $17 million a year. I mean, as a fan of my team, I don't want J.J. Watt taking up that much cap space. I just don't. Yeah, that's a big chunk. And so I, I wish him the best of luck. I, I also happen to enjoy the Arizona Cardinals because of my time in, in, in Arizona. You know, I spent over a decade there. And so I, I do kind of half-ass cheer on the Cardinals and hope they do well as well. I mean, if it's against the Packers, I want them to lose horribly. But... I, I do hope that he has a great career in Arizona and hope they do well. But I'm, I'm kind of happy that the Packers didn't clear all this cap space and then spend that much money on J.J. Watt. No offense to the man. So uh, I wish him the best of luck. I, I was kind of hoping it went this way, or at least he didn't come to the Packers. So they had to do all that kind of stuff and they could spend their money maybe on like, you know, some linebackers and some uh, wide receivers. But uh, I will I will certainly wish him the best of luck. And the Cardinals, uh, I think, you know, even if he is not the player he once was, uh, that certainly shores up the defensive line a little bit and takes a little bit of attention off of Chandler Jones, who's going to have a huge year, I think. Or, or the other way around, too, where, you know, the last couple seasons, and, and, you know, J.J. did play, I think, all 16 games this last year. Yes. You know, the amount of double teams that he takes up uh, clearly affected his, you know, getting to the quarterback. But, I mean, he was the, the sole focus on that line uh, for an offensive line. Um, so, I mean, there's there's going to be some, some fireworks there. However... Yeah. 
I mean, you know, you're on the fourth best team in that division. Uh, maybe the third. It all depends on on how it all shakes out. But yeah, I mean, you know, but That's the Cardinals, the Cardinals have some weapons. I mean, now they're starting to run out of excuses. Do you know what I'm right. saying? Oh yeah. Uh, the Cardinals still have some offensive line issues they have to deal with, but I mean, either Cliff Kingsbury gets it done this year, and I know it's only his third year, but uh, otherwise they they have made a mistake with their coach too. But yeah, you're right. Uh, the Cardinals have some. They've got some. They've got a tough division they play in, no doubt about it. But it's not like they don't have the talent to compete. They should be doing better than how they are. Alex Smith is supposed to be leaving the Washington football team in the coming days. Uh, he, of course, recently did an article where he kind of slammed the uh, Washington football team's franchise and their handling of him, especially when it came to the playoffs. Uh, this is in, the epi- in an issue of GQ magazine. Uh, Alex Smith, of course... Uh, was not part. Ron Rivera was the brand new coach this year. He brought in Kyle Allen. Uh, Alex Smith was kind of already there. So was uh, Hopkins, and that didn't go very well. And so uh, there were some quarterback issues. But Alex Smith was not happy about not playing the playoff game, uh, especially after, you know, basically essentially risking his life to come back and play for the Redskins after all the issues he was having with his leg that uh, that snapped on him like a dry twig a couple years ago and then all the surgeries that had to get him back into it. Uh, and so he's uh, expected to move on from the Washington football team. The question becomes, Big J, you think anybody picks him up? To be a backup, sure. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I mean, I don't know. It all kind of depends. But, I mean, t- to his credit, he was 5-1 and one as a starter with that Washington football team who, you know, although they did win the division and go to the playoffs, uh, I don't think ever really scared anybody. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. But still, uh, to credit to him, I mean, he came back and played football after all that kind of stuff. And maybe you're right. When you're 5-1 and one as a starter for the Washington football team who had a grand total of seven wins last year, uh, maybe you do deserve the benefit of the doubt a little bit. And maybe that's on Rivera for not giving him a puncher's chance, but it didn't uh, didn't go well for him. So he looks like he's going to be moving on to another football team if another football team will have. Well, Big J, you watched some of the Golden Globes. You look like maybe you were the only, one of the only ones. Ratings for the Golden Globes uh, tanked on Sunday. Uh, early numbers show just a little over 5 million people tuned in. That's down more than 60% from last year's numbers. Uh, early numbers, of course, did not include the viewership of the West Coast, so those numbers expected to go up a little bit, but not dramatically. The last time the numbers were this low were 2008 when a writer's strike canceled the star-studded ceremony. Uh, but, believe it or not, uh, this is a trend. In the last six months, every single award show that has been on TV, I don't care if it's the CMA Awards, the Academy of Country Music Awards, the American Music Awards, all of those have dropped by at least 30%. So I just think that that our attention span or our our interest in award shows have gone away. I don't think we I still think we care about who wins these awards. I just don't think we're looking forward to the telecast. Plus, I mean, listen, let's be honest. The the Zoom telecast for these things are not exactly captivating. Do you know what I mean? You don't get the pomp and circumstance, you don't get the performances, you don't get all the kind of stuff that you're usually, you know, tuning in for for these award shows because they just can't do them right now. And so it becomes a lot less visually appealing and and aesthetically appealing for us as viewers. And so it's going to be tough to drag us all in to these kind of things. But uh, they're still going to try. You better believe it, Big J. So morning after with Nick and Big J, there's your first round of important stuff on the way. Some send nudes action plus streaming dumbass. It's Streaming Dumbass on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Every single Tuesday, we play a little thing called Streaming Dumbass. It is Big J's opportunity to play movie reviewer for you. We give him three movies. Strip away the stars, the studio that brought you, the 
anything that has to anything to do with anything that Big J maybe hopefully would pick up what the movie is, and we're left with just something called a brief plot description given to us by the streaming network. Based on that plot description, Big J must select a movie to watch and review for you in a 24-hour period. Are you ready, Big J? Yeah, man. Common theme among all three of these today, we're keeping it light for you, Big J. They all are in the comedy category. Thank you. God, thank uh, you. So, thank you. Uh, or at least they're supposed to be. It is up to you how funny you find them, but keep that in mind when you're talking about all three of these movies. You're thinking about all three of these movies. Movie number one. A struggling actor lives in Los Angeles with his wife and two children. Up until now, his father, Gabe, has been paying for his children's schooling. But Gabe is now pretty sick, so it's time to homeschool his offspring. As his chaotic curriculum leads to some surprising self-discoveries for his family, it's time to reassess his career, his relationships, and his fate. Ah. Movie number two. Ten lifelong fishermen from a very small town find their friendships, marriages, and sanity tested after, by a small miracle, they achieve a top ten hit after they are signed to Universal Records by a cynical musical executive. Movie number three. Mm. A gifted woman who graduated from Harvard at 19 struggles to make sense of the world as it relates to morality, relationships, sex, and leaving her apartment. Without a job and friends because of her unreasonably high standards, she seeks help from an unlikely source to assist her breaking out of her shell. Movie number one, movie number two, or movie number three? I mean, it's hard to turn down an unreasonably high expectation in the dating world for comedy purposes, Nick. Um... I'll go number three. Okay. It sounds like you were debating between I, a couple. I was. The number three and number one. Okay. Uh, the Fisherman music one was right out the gate. Did not yeah. even like it yeah. at all. Uh, that one was called Fisherman's Friends. It stars James Purfoy and Daniel Mays. You won't be watching that. You also won't be watching Wish I Was Here. That stars Zach Braff and Kate Hudson, which was movie number one. You will be watching a movie called Carrie Pilby. It stars Belle Powley and Jason Ritter. Uh, and I believe Nathan Lane pops up in there as well. That is the movie you'll be watching. What's it called? Carrie Pilby. Hello. And it is available on Netflix for everybody else to watch. Uh, and that is the movie Big J will be watching today. And he will talk to you tomorrow right around this time and let you know if it's worth your time. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Important stuff is brought to you by The Advocates. If you have been injured due to another person's negligence, The Advocates are here for you. Call 208-471-4444 or chat with an attorney online 24-7 at advocateslaw.com. You deserve an advocate. Big J, if you feel like napping right now, you can blame your genes. Harvard University researchers dug into the human genome and found three potential what they call napping mechanisms. The first two have been dubbed disrupted sleep, and the one is called early morning awakening, referring to people who nap because either they did not get enough shut-eye the night before or they woke up very early. The third referred to sleep propensity, which is basically how much sleep is required by an individual. Now, experts say that this means that if you feel like you want to take a nap during the day, like it's like four o'clock in the afternoon and you're just like, I need, I need this. Even if it's one o'clock, it's biologically driven and it's not just some sort of environmental or behavioral choice. There's something about your internal chemistry in some people that go, you know what? It's operation shutdown time. Some of the genetic traits that were identified were also linked to health concerns. Of course, if you are obese or you have high blood pressure, you're much more likely to be super tired during the middle of the day. 
because your body's working overtime uh, in both the early parts of the day and evening hours. And so you're just like, listen, maybe if I just take a little bit of a, a breather here, everything will be all right later on. So you can actually blame some internal chemistry on the fact that you want a nap. Think about it. Hmm. It's a good excuse built in for you if you want. Sure. It comes from Harvard University. These are things you can cite. Harvard says it's in my genes. Right. I'm taking a nap. Not my fault. Harvard says I need some sleep. Atlanta Hawks have fired their head coach. Lloyd Pierce is out on his ass. He got fired yesterday after the Hawks lost to the Miami Heat 109-99. They are sitting at 14-20. They suffered their 11th loss after having a fourth quarter lead. That's not great. Pierce did not have a great one run with the uh, the Hawks as it was. His career record with them was 63-120 after being hired in 2018. Nate McMillan, who is the former head coach of the Indiana Pacers, he joined Pierce's staff ahead of his this season, was elevated to interim coach. He'll be leading the way for the Hawks uh, for the rest of the season at the very least, and we'll see how they end up doing. But there's a new look for the Atlanta Hawks. Big J, can I interest you in a Corey Taylor rap? Sure. He makes a guest appearance in the new song from Moonshine Bandits, who are part of a movement called Hick Hop, Big J which is country and hip-hop mashed together. Yeah, the Moonshine Bandits, they've been here many times. Mm-hmm. Uh, called The song is called Live the Madness, and of course, not only is Corey Taylor involved, but so is his wife, Alicia, who are members, uh, who, who of course is one of the members of the Cherry Bombs. They are featured in the song's video. The song made its way to Corey via his wife, who previously worked on a music video with the Moonshine Bandits, and they decided this would be a great way for Corey Taylor to make his rap debut. So if you've always wanted to hear Corey Taylor get his rap on, now you can do it. It is, again, just dropped yesterday, the video, Live the Madness. I have not had a chance to listen to it. I feel like I have to be in the right mindset for this. And uh, I feel like I would automatically dismiss it in the mood that I'm in today. So I need to give it some time. But uh, we will see. Have you had a chance to check it out? No, I was just trying to listen to it here before we jumped on. Because uh, Corey just posted something on his video, but it was a teaser for the video, not the video itself. I didn't. Uh, I, I'm also, I mean, I know I've heard of Moonshine Badness, but I'm, I'm not into uh, country hip hop. So I've never heard anything by them. So I can't tell you if it's good or bad. Are You sound familiar. Have you heard a couple yeah, of songs? Yeah, there's a couple songs I actually really dig. They uh, they released the the uh, their latest album Gold Rush was back in 2018. So uh, it's been a while since you've had new music from this band as well. But you can check it out for yourself, and I leave it up to you whether or not it's worth your time. Again, Live the Madness is the name of the song. If you'd like to enjoy it yourself. Here's traffic. I think I'm more turned off than anything by the term hip hop. I don't know why. Well, you don't have to use that. What would you call it? I don't know, just music. Right, but music has genres, you understand, right? Sure. And so you have to categorize it as something. Why don't we just call it rap then? Okay. Uh, but, like, rap people would probably take exception to that. Well, it's like Cottonmouth Kings. It's not much different than that, to be but, honest. It's, well, a, it's a mislabel. I think that's a misnomer, calling it that. But they're, they're, they're more country I mean, than they are rap, and even they say that. Yeah, so but you would never they call also it. got a lot of rock in it. They're, it's very hard to label them. Hmm. I'm just saying Cottonmouth Kings would never call themselves country hip-hop, I don't think. But Moonshine Bandits probably do. Either way, uh, it's available for you to check out if you want to. We're going to swing inside the TDS Fiber Traffic Center brought to you by Ability Health and Rehab and see what the roads look like. CB. Point three, the X rocks. Big J, we are headed to Tulsa, Oklahoma for today's We're Going to Hell story. Damn. 
And there we will be reminded that apparently if you are going to be a criminal, we got to watch what you eat, man. Because yeah. some stuff can actually get you into trouble. For instance, the story comes to us courtesy of the Tulsa, Oklahoma Police Department, who said uh, they nabbed a burglary suspect specifically because of some snacks, dude. Uh, and this probably won't surprise you once I tell you what snack it is, but uh, either way, cops were called to a residential snack? house uh, early this week. And uh, they were found because the owner thought, hey, listen, nothing was taken from my house, but, like, my screen is missing outside of my kitchen window, and it certainly looks like it's been open and some of the stuff has been pushed away, so I think somebody broke into my house, but I can't find anything missing, so could you come out here and take a look? And sure enough, officers came out, and it did look like there was sign of force entry into the house. Don't know if somebody was you know, checking it out for the location or they went in and they heard something and then they decided to change their plans. Either way, uh, they did find that somebody had attempted to break in and then they found some evidence, Big J. Not too far away from the window that had been broken into, they found a little snack-sized bag of Cheetos. About three or four Cheetos still left inside the ah, bag. It was Millicunis. And... And they couldn't figure out what was going on and why it was there. And so then they started looking around the actual frame of the window. And sure enough, Big J, right on the outside of the frame of the house were two perfect Cheeto fingerprints right there on the house. Because as you know, Cheetos leaves a cheese-like residue on your hands that's almost impossible to get out. You were just talking about this the other day. Yes, about how I don't like to eat Cheetos because they leave my hands gross, and I don't like it. Me, I just suck them dry. God. And so uh, it was a situation where they're like, you're kidding me. This is almost perfect. So they were able to lift the prints from the Cheeto residue and get a match. The match was Sharon Carr, who had had several burglary raps on uh, on her actual you know, background, and so they were like, okay, where's Sharon? Sharon happens to live on the same block. They go to Sharon's <laughs> house, and sure enough, Big J, Sharon is there, and uh, and they ask her about the situation, they ask her how come, and she admits that she, A, ate Cheetos, B, was going to break into the house and decided that it was not a good idea and she didn't want to do that anymore, but unfortunately, the act of still breaking into the house is considered a crime. And she didn't leave without taking anything. But uh, when officers did show up to her house, Big J, they found a bunch of snack-sized bags of Cheetos in her cabinet. I mean, that's detective work right there. I tell you what. (laughs) They also said there were still some Cheetos in her teeth when they uh, did some uh, uh, inspecting as well. So a reminder that Cheetos are hard to get rid of whether they are in your teeth or on your fingers, I guess. So, mind what you eat if you're going to break into somebody's house. Apparently, you can leave residue behind. Although, you should know that as a Cheetos fan, right? Yeah, wear some damn gloves. I mean, you... <laughs> yes. What kind of criminal are you? Uh, not a very good one would be the spoiler alert there. So, now you know Cheetos can get you busted. So, you may want to plan your diet out uh, if you're planning on doing some crimes anytime soon. There's your We're Going to Hell story. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. It is the X-Rocks. Honey, you got Asking Alexandria, they don't want what we want here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. 
And that may play a part in the following discussion because we have a brand new poll out, Big J, and I'll start with a question for you. The question that everybody that was polled was asked. Your preference for peanut butter. Do you prefer creamy or crunchy? Uh, I, honestly, I don't care. Either one's good with me. Well, I mean, I, I think that you can... I don't have a preference. You don't have... You, when you go to the store, you don't reach for a particular one. You just no. grab whatever's in No, man. man. But, I mean, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, you, I think we've had this discussion before. Uh, you, you, you don't have a lot of peanut butter... Uh, in your life, but when you yeah. do, it's almost exclusively Uncrustables. Is that correct? <laughs> That's not a fair. I was going to make a joke and be like, the only peanut butter I know is what's in an Uncrustable. <laughs> Which is creamy. But yeah, uh, that's not that's not always the case. I mean, I think uh, I, we might have examples of both in our pantry. Right. But I mean, so, when you are dealing with it, what's the one that you come in contact with the most, I guess? Is it the Uncrustables, or are you more likely to make your own peanut butter and jelly? Oh, sandwich? no, I'm more than likely to eat an Uncrustable. You're right there. Yeah. You got and me. So, you got me. Uh, I'd probably go with creamy as a preference if we're going to go for one. If you're forced, you know, gun to your head, are you going to pick creamy? Yeah, for the French? purpose of this uh, but poll, I'll the, go with creamy. The other side of things is, uh, you know, I, I also want you to keep in mind where the results and how this poll was put together, because it was put together by Jif Peanut Butter. And so the idea that that uh, that they, that all these questions revolve around peanut butter, I think, is important to remember. It was done by a peanut butter company because the output that you're going to get from this poll is what what kind of peanut butter you select can define you as a person. You understand? What oh, I'm great. Saying? Okay. And so I, I'm I'm what I'm trying me, man. what I'm trying to say is maybe the people over at Jif are trying to put a little bit more importance on peanut butter than probably needs to be attached to it, but. Regardless, these are the results Listen, of the, for them, of the study. peanut butter is life. That's right. They talked to uh, the most amazing part of this poll, by the way, is they talked to twenty thousand different Americans, and it's exactly down the middle. Fifty percent of Americans prefer country peanut butter. Fifty percent of Americans prefer creamy peanut butter, which is crazy to me. I mean, any time that you you poll a number that large and you get exactly half when you're given two options is is pretty insane. Uh, but they did say, say that 63% of those that prefer crunchy describe themselves as optimists, but only 56% of people that prefer creamy said the same. Other findings, creamy fans tend to be more introverted and early risers, crunchy fans extroverted and night owls. Uh, interesting, uh, both of them oh, love cats and dogs equally, and this is the part that I really love. <laughs> Fans of creamy peanut butter say that they are much more likely to be bullied for their choice of peanut butter than the other way around. Like, there it's are weird, people man. bullying people on their peanut butter preference. What do they consider bullying? That's a, I believe that's up to the individual. Oh, uh, but they're asking. I, I'm guessing if, if somebody made fun of them. I still can't imagine that being a point of contention for somebody. Like, I prefer crunchy. I would never make fun of you because you like creamy peanut butter. What do I care? Well, listen. On the other hand, look at the world we live in. I know. I know. But it's just so dumb. I know. Uh, interesting said that, uh, and here's the other super interesting, nearly half of the people responded said that if the other per, if somebody they were dating liked the other type of peanut butter, that would be a deal breaker for them. That's insane. This is a GIF come poll. On, come There's on, Jerry no Seinfeld, relax. There's no way anybody puts that much of a, you know, kind of pressure on the peanut butter selection on a relationship. There's no way. No way. You're right. That is like a Seinfeld episode. 
Like, uh, yeah, she's super hot, but she likes creamy peanut butter. I can't, I can't deal with it. Can't deal with Superman it. wouldn't eat creamy peanut butter. <laughs> it's, it's insane to me. Uh, so there are, I mean, there forever there's been a crunchy versus creamy debate, uh, but it seems weird to put that much on it. It is, at the end of the day, peanut butter. Yeah. And it, it should not define you as a person. And if it does, I mean, either you work for a peanut butter company, which that I suppose I can understand, or you've got way too much. Your priorities are so far out of whack. I can't even figure out what's going on in your life where, where you decide that either you're breaking up with somebody because they enjoy a different type of peanut butter than you. Or you're making fun of somebody <laughs> relentlessly to the point of bullying because they prefer a different type of peanut butter than you. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and maybe you're right. Maybe it's a holding a mirror up to society kind of thing. But even back in the day when I was eating peanut butter and jelly on, on the daily, uh, it was one of those deals where uh, I can't remember ever making fun of somebody because they had a different peanut butter. I don't think I've ever even asked somebody other or than my child. Have you ever considered making fun of somebody because of the style of peanut butter no. which they enjoy? No, they're usually wearing something goofy that I go right to right away as opposed to what they yeah, put in like their sandwich. Yeah, like a newsboy hat. <laughs> right. That you've bullied me about forever. But I, I've never heard us talk about the type of peanut butter preference. Then again, it hasn't really come up in conversation. And nor should it, by the way. It should not be a topic of discussion. Right. That you talk about. But uh, I got to give it up to the guys and gals over at GIF. Congratulations on making peanut butter seem way more important than it actually is. Important stuff. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Important stuff brought to you by the Advocates. If you've been injured due to another person's negligence, the Advocates are here for you. Call 208 471 4444. Go ahead and chat online with an attorney as well, 24 7 at advocateslaw.com. You deserve an advocate. Can I interest you in some new Instagram Live entertainment, Big J? Sure, man. There's a new feature that they released yesterday that will allow users to join a bunch of live streams with three other people. That's right, four people into one live stream on Instagram Live. It's called Live Rooms. And the feature increases the number of accounts that can join from two to four. That, Big J, doubles it. Whoa. Mashable points out that it's kind of like Zoom, but publicly viewable, of course, and restricted to four participants. But all things to note, uh, anyone who has been blocked by one of the participants in a live won't be able to join it. And if you've been banned from live for violating community guidelines, Big J, you also can't join any live room at all. Banned! Hosts will be able to report and block comments as well and apply comment filters too. So there's still some restrictions that are put on it, but it does give it. Listen, it's not any different than Instagram Live. It just gives you two more people to join in if you want to. And so that gives you the option to increase your reach and I guess have more guests on Instagram Live if you want to do it that way. So there you go. A new option for people to play with and nice. ignore on their Instagram Live. What? J.J. Watt has agreed to a two-year deal with the Arizona Cardinals. The 31-year-old defensive end broke the news himself yesterday by tweeted out a picture of himself working out in a Cardinals t-shirt. And the caption just said, Source, me. He hates Adam Schefter. Uh, the deal apparently is two years worth $31 million. And Watt was released, of course, after 10 years by the Houston Texans, who granted his request. And now he rejoins his former teammate, DeAndre Hopkins, there in Arizona. As they try to make a push, we will see if it works out for the Cardinals or not. Good luck to J.J. Watt. Big J, Gail Gadot's having another baby. Confirmed she is pregnant with a third child. 
fans uh, speculated after her appearance at the Golden Globes on Sunday because we are the worst. But she did tweet out, here we go again, alongside her family, uh, her two daughters and her husband. And they are uh, ready to go for baby number three. So another one on the docket for Gal. Congratulations to her and her family. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We are going to do some pop culture smackdown coming up in a few minutes. But first, smackdown on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. And we'll get you a Section 37 gift card, axe room gift card here for 25 bucks. You want to go out, throw some axes, feel manly. That's uh, what I do when I throw axes. And, uh, of course, you can also join a league, maybe. Maybe sure, you can. out with Adam. I think he'll be doing that this week, this week perhaps, with his time. Uh, you just got to beat me in pop culture. Smackdown. Allow me to give you our phone number. It is 208-287-1003 if you want to claim this prize and play a little game called Pop Culture Smackdown. Uh, I believe, Big J, either you're going to flame out on the first question or you're going to go on a total run. One Great. So we'll see what ends up happening today. It all depends on how Big J feels and if he can land this first one. Hello, the X. Hey, what's up? How you doing, man? What's your name? Sean. All right, Sean, you're up first. Sean, what television comedy from the 70s lasted nearly eight years longer on television than the Korean War, which it depicted? Uh, it's not MASH, is it? It is MASH. Right. That is a good guess, Hello. so congratulations. Big J, the most recent Olympic Games held in the United States of America were hosted by what city? I mean, I want to say Salt Lake City. So say it. Salt Lake City. Right. Good job, my friend. Sean, back to you. Uh, with L.A. short on lakes, the Los Angeles Lakers team name makes sense if you know it moved from what city in Minnesota? Um, I don't know anything about California. That place sucks. <laughs> well, the question okay. isn't about yeah, California. Feel- That's the good news. Oh, he just <laughs> he hates California so much. That he hung up, which is weird because the question's about Minnesota. Hello, the Jeez. Hello. Hey, with L.A. short on lakes, the Los Angeles Lakers team name makes sense if you know it moved from what Minnesota city? Minneapolis. There you go. Right. What is your name, sir? Uh, my name's Cody. Cody, you sure you don't want to hang up? Yeah. Wonderful. Big J, uh, now serving as an executive vice president, Deborah Fowler is best known as the face of what food brand? Uh, Little Debbie. Little Debbie is absolutely right. I hate Little Debbie cakes. What? Oh, I see. <laughs> Do you want to hang up? <laughs> yeah, I, nope. I would love to. All right. Uh, Cody, back to you. Earned from years of financial fraud, what nickname did Jordan Belfort use in the title of his memoir that was later turned into a Leonardo DiCaprio and Martin Scorsese film? Catch me if you can. Catch me if you can is a good guess. Wrong. Man. Incorrect. I'm sorry, man. A tough one. Yeah, Scorsese didn't direct uh, Catch Me If You Can. Hello, The X. Hello. You there? Hey, hey, hey. Uh, earned from years of financial fraud, what nickname did Jordan Belfort use in the title of his memoirs, which was later turned into a Leonardo DiCaprio and Martin Scorsese film? The Wolf of Wall Street. There you go. Right. Good job, Dennis. Big J, winning for The Hurt Locker, who was the first woman to ever receive the Academy Award for Best Director? Patty Jenkins? Patty Jenkins. Wrong. I forget her name. Incorrect. She also directed Point Break. Does that help? Back in the day? No. 
Uh, Catherine Bigelow. Right. Catherine Bigelow is the name of the lady that won for her locker. Congratulations, Dennis. You've got that Section 37X room uh, gift card coming your way, dude. Hang on one second. We'll get some information from you and make sure you're all set and good to go. And there's your pop culture smackdown. Good job, Big J. We will do some headlines. That's next to the X Rock. Morning after with Nick and Big J. Headlines are brought to you by Team Mazda and the pre-owned Superstore. If you need a car loan do-over, get online pre-approval right now with the I pre-check button at GoTeamMazda.com. You know, one you're hearing about on the X all the time. Check it out for yourself at GoTeamMazda.com. Headlines are as follows. This is insane. F-minus and on the loose. F-minus. Spelling is one of those things that can be tough, but... The road outside of a parking garage in the city center of Malden, England, was supposed to read no entry. But unfortunately, the mistake means it instead reads no entry. The Malden District City Council posted the mistake about it on Facebook, saying, quote, if you're having a bad day, remember somebody else is having a worse day than you because they forgot the T in entry as they were painting it on the street. The council says the error will soon be corrected. Uh, and I suppose it happens, but I mean, listen, I feel like you have to try really hard to misspell a five-letter word. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I mean, this would be a big J mistake, but it because my sausage finger more than anything. Yeah, yeah, you can't really blame your sausage fingers on a gigantic painting on the street, though. I mean, like, that's something that is, uh, you should probably double-check your work before you throw, throw the paint down on it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but somebody didn't. Also, you never know the motivation behind this. It could have been done on purpose. Who knows? But either way, uh, it says no Henry for a little while, and they are going to redo it. But Maybe probably. It was a painter's kid's name was Henry. <laughs> Be like, uh, no, Henry. You can't do that. Merry Christmas. Here's your present. But yeah, whoever. Uh, you might also probably make sure that you give that gig to somebody that knows how to spell. Probably should be one of the job requirements as well. This is insane or on the loose? On the loose. Police in Ireland have confirmed officers were called to the Dublin Zoo because they needed to help zookeepers recapture a monkey that escaped from its enclosure. The Garda Sayochana is the Irish National Police Service said officers were summoned to the Dublin Zoo after a monkey was found wandering outside of its habitat. The zoo said the monkey was loose for only a short time before officials were able to safely return it to the enclosure. The monkey escaped around 5.30 in the morning on Friday, never left the zoo grounds before being recaptured. That's the good news. Uh, The bad news is the monkey did find its way into a snack stand and got into some ice cream. And so they're not sure how much the monkey ate, but they're thinking it could could be out for a while with the uh, ice cream it got into. Of course, uh, the Dublin Zoo did make headlines in January of 2018 when it was revealed that uh, three monkeys had escaped their enclosure. The previous October, after a severe storm damaged the roof of the habitat, they're still trying to figure out how this one got out originally because there was no weather issues, which caused the last monkey break. You know what I say to that? Monkey see, monkey do. So you're saying the monkeys saw people eating ice cream, so that's what it wanted? Yeah. I don't blame it. Ice cream can be good. Uh, I'm just glad the monkey's okay, and it didn't rip anybody's face off or anything awful yeah. could have happened. Because, uh, listen, you, you know... You, you can feel good about this story. <laughs> you keep a monkey in isolation, who knows what happens? I mean, he could have some sort of animosity there. All of it justified. Mm-hmm. And so we're just happy nobody got hurt, least of all the monkey. Wrap it up with This Is Insane. Big J, you've got you've got house cats. You understand uh, what a pain in the ass they can be if one of them gets angry and uh, they turn on you or they turn on a piece of furniture. 
Oh, yeah. Now, imagine if you had an angry cat loose on an airplane. And a oh, Sudanese no. airline passenger plane was carrying passengers bound for India on Wednesday when it had a mid-air emergency. The plane had been in the air for about an hour when the cat got out of its container that was on the flight, entered the cabin, and started aggressively attacking the crew that were flying the plane. All attempts to restrain the cat failed. They couldn't get this cat wrangled, and it was just going nuts. The pilot made the decision to turn the plane around and return it to the Sudanese capital because they had to get the animal off the plane, and it kept attacking the crew. It's then revealed that the aircraft had spent the night stationed at a hangar at an airport ahead of the flight, suggesting that the cat may have been upset that it was in the container for longer than it had anticipated. And so when it got its way clean to get food or, you know, out of it to get food or whatever, it just started going nuts. And it hid in the cabin and then started attacking the crew and apparently was relentless. I mean, imagine how this house cat had to be so angry and feral that it could not be restrained in the middle of a flight. They're like, and listen, this, we would, need to turn it around. It would happen in the cockpit. Yeah. How it got in there, I don't know. I mean, maybe, it, you know, it got out of the luggage thing down in the luggage bay and was able to finagle its way up and around. I don't know. But either way, that's crazy. Or it was their attempt at taking back the airways. That could very well be as well. Uh, cat Hijack, pilot. Cat Jack. <laughs> cat Jack this plane. DB Catter. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your headlines. You're up to date on everything. Wolfgang Van Halen, that is distance here on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. And it's time, Big J. We got to talk alcohol. Yeah, you know what? Uh, some, some fellas there in Argentina, they had a dream, Nick. They had a dream to brew some beer, put it in some containers, some barrels, and, and and put it in a sunken ship five miles off the coast under 66 feet of water. Uh, and they're like, hey, this would be great. Uh, we'll bring up the barrels to surface in January and mix the aged stuff with other beer to create a very strong ale. Probably give it some kind of sunken beer IPA or ale or whatever name, right? Okay. So that was the plan. Uh, it went off the rails as uh, they went down to go retrieve their beer and discovered that the sunken ship had, uh, the beer had been stolen by thieves. <laughs> Somebody went in and stole the beer. What? Out of the ship. Now, okay, there's a couple of, I suppose, theories involved in this. Number one is it was an inside job for somebody. Uh, well, first of all, I guess <laughs> the idea is, was the hypothesis that... Putting the beer underwater it would pressurize it more, therefore making it more fermented or something like that and increase the alcohol content? Yeah, probably. Okay. Does it? I don't know. <laughs> okay. Then the other option is either it's a side note that somebody involved in the operation was like, this is genius. I got to get it before the other guys do so I can make a killing. Or other people found a shipwreck and were like, oh my God, we found this ancient beer. <laughs> Trapped underneath this Argentine yeah, ship. Yeah, I mean, they don't know. Right. And they're like, well, they made beer back in the day. Look at this. It's still fine. And I'm looking at the barrels. I mean, they look, you know, they could have looked pretty old after being down there a couple months. Huh. Uh, so what's the idea? Is it still missing or do they find it? Uh, no, they, they, it's missing. It's gone. Oh, my God. The beer is gone. It's like a treasure hunt. Uh, and quote, if they stole it for their own consumption, they're going to have to throw it away. 
it was a lukewarm glass glassless liqueur that would be very difficult to drink because they were going to use this to you know help the the other process. It was like a mother stuff. batch yeah, of yes, exactly. other beer. Gotcha. I just wonder. Uh, I wonder if they're right, and it actually does make it work. I guess I've never heard of it. Apparently, um, they, they, these guys had read that the other people had been, uh, you know, trying aged underwater brewing in other countries, and so they thought this might be kind of cool to try out. Uh, but uh, who knows? Somebody ganked it. Yeah. Do we need Professor or Detective Big J on the uh, case? Uh, no. This one's pretty much cut yeah, and dry. I, I don't have any authority over maritime <laughs> operations. You're out of your so, jurisdiction? Yeah, yeah. My God. I had no idea there were such restrictions on things. But it is good to know. And I guess if anybody finds some awful beer that you can't drink and somebody told you it was found underwater, now you know what happened to it. Yeah. So good luck, everybody. And I guess uh, there is a lesson to be learned here, and that is trust no one, Big J. Or also, don't hide your your stuff on just a random shipwreck under the sea. Would also be a good lesson to be learned. Yeah, exactly. Uh, because you never know who could come along and grab it. Morning after with Nick and Big J, we're going to give you a chance to win something from us called Bad Impressions. That's next on the X Rocks. Nick and Big J on one hundred point three, the X. And we'll get you hooked up with a some new music actually coming out Friday. Uh, You're welcome, which is a brand new album from. A day to remember. We'll hook you up with that uh, digitally if you can figure out bad impressions for this morning. New music coming your way if you want it. All you have to do is figure out Big J's bad impressions. 208-287-1003. The game works like this. Big J has three clues. All of them are about somebody pretty famous. If you can figure out who that famous person is in those three clues or less, you've got some new A Day to Remember music coming your way courtesy of us. Let's go to the phones. Hello, the X. Hey, what's going on? How you doing, man? What's your name? Jeremy. All right, Jeremy, you're up first. Good luck. I've pretty much given up acting to pursue my role with the United Nations. What? I was the OG Tomb Raider. Oh, that uh, Mr. Arnold Schwarzenegger? No, no, not Mr. Arnold Schwarzenegger. I won an Oscar for supporting actress in Interrupted. Oh. <laughs> Girl Interrupted is the name of the movie. Girl Interrupted is the name of the movie. Uh, no no help? you, you got to start doing your female voices, Big J, so that people can di- differentiate. I refuse. I'll do what I want around here. The uh, the male and the female. Tomb Raider. I, you ever seen I Tomb Raider? Remember. Oh, oh, okay. Angelina Jolie. There you go. I thought you said Terminator. Can't hear you. I'm on a roof. You can't hear you, Big J. Doesn't Listen, know if you're a man or a woman. Don't be calling when you're on a roof. All these things. Yeah, be careful, please, for goodness sake. Uh, but you're a very talented man, Jeremy. Hang on one second. We'll get your information and make sure uh, we get you that, that would, a day to remember CD coming your head. Uh, why is Angelina Jolie in the news? Uh, she, of course, you know, her and Brad Pitt, uh, you know, separated, uh, getting divorced. I don't know if that thing's final or not yet, but she decided to sell off something that he gave her as a gift, Nick. It was a uh, Winston Churchill painting that he had bought her um, a while back for uh, about 2.95 mil. She sold it. For eleven and a half million dollars. That's a nice return on the investment. Yeah, I would say. right. Not bad. Not bad at all. Uh, I can't. I mean, listen. The whole world of art collection is a complete foreign <laughs> thing to me. Can you imagine having you know three million bucks laying around? Yeah, I'm going to buy you a present, and it's a throwaway present too. Like it's no big deal. Right. One that you're probably like, yes, yeah, you're sure, taking in the divorce. What, what, what am I going to yeah. do with a Winston Churchill painting? Whoops. 
Not that either of them are hurting for money by by you yeah. know, anything, but still, it just is one of those deals where it's like, oh man, I mean, I can't imagine spending the original three million on it. I can't imagine going to an auction and going, I have to have that painting for twelve million dollars. Mm-hmm. That's all of it is crazy. And like, uh, God, I can't remember what I was watching, but there's there was something that there's some people that were was some show that I was watching that was saying like these art collectors that make that spend millions upon millions of dollars on these uh, on these paintings actually have like fakes commissioned that they can hang in their house and then they put the one that's worth the actual money in storage so that nothing yeah. impossibly you know can happen to it uh, it's away from all elements and it, it retains its value that way if something happens to the fake that's hanging up in their house it's not that big of a deal and they can still show it off to their friends and say this is the, my 12 million dollar painting even though it's not the real one and then I'm like what the hell is the point of all of it I know what? it's mind blowing I don't know uh, rich people man I hope I'm never that rich, Big J, that I just have no I idea. I do. Oh, you do? I hope you're that rich. Thanks. I appreciate it. And your family's uh, taken care of. I care about time. you. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your bad impressions. We wrap up the show here next on the X-Rocks. <laughs> Five Finger Death Punch Living the Dream is wrapping up the Morning After with Nick and Big J here on the second day of March 2021. Thanks for hanging out with us on this Tuesday. It is appreciated. Big J selected a movie called Carrie Pilby today to watch. It is available on Netflix. Something about you said you wanted to watch a woman struggling to date appealed to you? Yeah. Weird. Uh, we'll see if the movie is any good in no, the next... The, uh, the uh, excessive high standards. Gotcha. That's what got me. Uh, and so we will see how that all works happening tomorrow. If it's any good, if it's worth your time, it is a comedy. I'll tell you right now, it probably isn't. Well, now, why do you say that? I don't know. Why not? You picked it because you wanted to watch it. Yeah, but I, I'm really not good at picking these. It's, so. not, it's not fair to go into a movie with preconceived notions. It tends to taint the movie. So clear mind, clear conscience, that. and give us an honest Big J review tomorrow, which is what we've all grown to expect. Of course, we also had a chance to give away some Section 37 Axe Room Passes today. That was fun, and we learned about... Uh, I did, by the way, get a message from a, a home brewer that did, in fact, confirm our suspicions that uh, keeping it water-sealed does, in fact, increase the alcohol potency of uh, beer. So that is why they did it. Damn! So now we know. Now we know why the underground beer was missing. Thanks, Drinky. Cavern beer, as it were. Uh, we learned a little bit about that today, and we learned that cats can apparently <laughs> turn planes around if given the power to do so. Yeah, we learned it's DB Catter. Watch out, everybody. Watch out. That leaves you with the floor, Big J. Uh, today is uh, Old Stuff Day, Nick. I don't even know what that means. It means you should appreciate something old in your house. Okay. So, uh, What are you appreciating today? Uh, maybe an old video game that I haven't played in a while. All right. What's it going to be? I don't know. i got a lot to choose from. Uh, I, do you keep all like do you have like a, a do, you, do you get rid of any of them or do you have all the games that you have purchased I, I, th- I still have most of them because I still have you know a disc sure um, uh, so yeah but I, I prefer now digital download there you go so I don't have to get up that's true we did learn that uh, I believe that was off the air where you told me that you almost wanted to play a game but decided you didn't want to get up off the couch and well, it wasn't just that. It was rooting through, finding the game, putting it out, <laughs> risk scratching it up. <laughs> Maybe you should appreciate old stuff like your body. And uh, and that should be the thing that you Yeah, and just today. lay in bed. Morning Smart. After with Nick and Big J. That's going to do it for us. Next set of X-Rock brought to you by Team Mazda. Need a car loan do-over? Get online pre-approval with the iPreCheck button at GoTeamMazda.com. Jason Drew's up next. See you tomorrow. It's the x Rock.